Hello and welcome to the Natural Birth Co. Podcast. We are here today for our second episode of our new podcast series, A Journey Through Pregnancy with Gracie. I am so excited to come to you with this episode today. So the point of this series is that I always have mamas hitting me up being like, oh my gosh, I just peed on a stick. I'm six weeks. What the heck do I do? We are inundated with decisions. We are completely unsure of what it takes to navigate this very small, specific, yet powerful time of life being pregnancy and birth. And the idea behind this podcast is to walk through the journey with Gracie, with Gracie being able to talk and discuss all this goodness with me. She's coming through the whole Natural Birth Code journey with us and seeing how she goes about preparing, seeing how she goes about making decisions, seeing how you know, she never gets different struggles and different things that pop up through pregnancy for her. And definitely a full disclaimer, these aren't necessarily the right decisions and struggles, etc. for you too. This is just her individual journey and how she's navigating it. And the intent is to inspire you on how you can maybe utilize some of the techniques, the methods, the practices into your pregnancy journey as well. So, In today's podcast, Gracie is 16 weeks at the time of recording. Now, usually in the Natural Birth Co. experience, we would be starting classes with um, of pregnancy-specific yoga and Pilates between the 12 and 14-week mark, ideally. But Gracie has had a huge start to her pregnancy, as you guys will hear. She has just moved back from Western Australia back to the sunny coast, so we absolutely have not started classes yet, which is no big deal because we can be adaptable and flexible around your individual circumstances. So that's where we're at. We are doing lots of, in this podcast you'll hear with Gracie, lots of mental preparation. So I just love how Gracie breaks down what she calls going through all this mental clutter of her girl stuff that she's dealing with because she really wants to heal and get rid of all these old girl stuff wounds that she has to be the role model and the mother that she really wants to be. And I just love talking about this with her. Another great topic that we discussed that I know a lot of our mamas have troubles with is when people close to us in our support circle have different beliefs towards birth than the beliefs that you want to have or do have. So Gracie wants a natural birth experience. A lot of her family aren't as much into that idea and into things like home birth, etc. With Grace, which Gracie is interested in, and I just love hearing how she navigates that in her scenario. We also talk about the decision making it takes when you're trying to figure out what type of care you want to go forward with through your pregnancy, whether it be with the hospital, whether it be with the GP, whether it be with a private midwife, all these different options to make, how she's still navigating it and how we're going about making that decision and how we don't have to know straight away. There is no rush. We can give ourselves the time to ponder and decide to come up with the best choice for you. So this really working on this idea of detachment from these decisions, detachment from the outcome and just letting it flow. And we talk about so much other amazing stuff. We actually go pretty deep as well into the pushing phase randomly at 16 weeks, just out of curiosity. We go into a whole bunch of tips about the pushing phase of labor and how to loosen, how to relax, how to open and allow that baby to pass through. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast. This is coming out, what, December 3rd. So 
it is a little while away from the time of recording. We would have already had our Natural Birth Co. Christmas party. We will be winding down classes over the next couple of weeks. There's no birth workshops in the month of December. We are hardcore filling up our birth workshops for next year. I even know at this stage a few of them are already full and a few of them only only have a couple of spaces left. So if you're keen on booking your Appetence birth workshop for next year or learning more about that, you can check out the links in the show notes and definitely jump on board if you're interested for a 2024 workshop because they are filling up surprisingly quick, which is amazing. And yes, I hope you enjoy the potty. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Birth Co. We help women and their partners prepare physically and mentally for a natural and empowering birth experience. With pregnancy yoga, Pilates and workshops, all led by our registered midwife, we have a studio here on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. Otherwise, all of our services are available online. You can learn more at naturalbirthco.com. If you wish to advertise on this podcast, you can visit naturalbirthco.com forward slash pregnancy dash podcast. Now enjoy this ad-free episode. Hello, Gracie. Welcome to the Natural Birth Co. Podcast. Hello. Good to have you back, my friend. So good to be here. And live and in the studio, face to face. So glad to have you home. Yeah, it's so good. It's honestly been so good to be home. It's exciting. It's mm. exciting. So for those who may be just tuning into this episode for the first time, Gracie is pregnant at the moment and we're doing a new series called what's it called? The journey to pregnancy or the journey through pregnancy. And this is Gracie's version. So we had our first catch up about a month ago at 11 weeks of pregnancy and we're catching up every single month to see how Gracie goes through her pregnancy journey, how she goes about her birth preparation and all the changes and the shifts that come with that. So if you haven't listened to the previous one, you might want to go listen to that first. And here we are. Do you want to say how many weeks pregnant you are today? 16 weeks. Perfect. Exciting. Honestly, I've like stopped keeping track. I've stopped. Yeah. I've just stopped looking at the apps and I'm just like, whatever. Flowing with it. Yeah. I feel a lot better that way because it's like, why why am I? Because I found myself being like, oh, I can't wait to get to this place. I can't wait to get. And I was like, actually, you just really need to be here and experience every day how I am because every day is so different. 100% that's such a great point we just wish time away I can't wait to you know get to second trimester I can't wait to get to third can't wait to get to the scan so I love that you had that realization already yeah yeah so grateful that I did already as well because it's really shifted the whole experience you know amazing and that's a good point of like getting off the app Mm. you know it's cool like the app's cool to like I have the one where you can like see the baby and like it's heartbeat and it tells you stuff but I think after I had the 13-week scan and I saw it and it was really healthy and I could, mm. I don't know, I just felt, I was like, well, that's cool. Like, yeah. and I feel good. So why do I need to keep so intensely checking every day, you know, Absolutely. or like being like, oh, I'm this day. And also like, yeah, anyway. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. So let's do a recap because last time, as I said, you were 11 weeks pregnant and we were awaiting that 13-week scan, which we'll get into, which is exciting. We were also awaiting, like, confirming what type of care you were getting, so whether it be hospital care, whatever, and um, you were going through some big shifts, like spiritually you were having some wacky dreams and... 
and all that sort of good stuff. So what's happened in the last month since then? I just feel like so much has happened. Uh, so much, guys. Even I don't know a lot of the stuff that's happened. So this is going to be a surprise to all. Okay, I'll just go back from how you said it. So yeah. the first thing you said was the 13-week scan? Yeah. So in this time, I've moved. We moved from Western Australia back to the Sunshine Coast and we're yes. living out in Coroiba. And it's on a bit of land and just so beautiful and peaceful. And it just feels like the most amazing place to be pregnant and to have a baby. Like when I got there, I just like literally started crying. I was like, holy crap. Like I didn't even know I wanted this and I'm here. Like it just was really, really surreal and really like, holy crap. Like we don't get reception out there. Like we, I'm going to get Wi-Fi eventually, but that's been a whole thing too because I like, I was like, well, what's the rush? Like, I'm never not going to have Wi-Fi again. You know yes. what I mean? Like, So I've just been – and we don't get 4G in the house because it's, like, tin, which is cool, like, so good for our health. But, like, at first I, like, noticed myself being like, oh, like, I can need it. But then I'm like, why? And then now I'm just like, my kids are going to have – well, my kid is going to have just, like, all of this land to go play. Yeah, And it can't just get on its iPad or whatever, like, yes. and get on the internet, even though it won't be doing that for a while. But yeah, it just, I know what you mean. yeah, it just feels like really aligned with what I would actually want for my children. Yes. You know? And yes. not to have like busy streets and like a lot of, a lot of houses around and yeah. literally like there's just like so many kookaburras and you know how much I love kookaburras. That so. was amazing. I saw your video and they were all just cacking away Every morning. for so long. And it because I've so been beautiful. waking up so early, like I'll wake up, make a coffee or a cacao or whatever, go sit outside to meditate and it's like 4.30 that it's like, ah. Just yes. like literally every morning, it just brings me so much joy. Like, Amazing! Yeah, I'm so, so glad you're loving the place. So good. It's definitely different, like further away from everyone, and but it does make your times seeing people like really special as well. Yes. Yeah, it's a really special place for Brenton and I to be. It's yeah, it's been really special. But anyway, so we moved back, and we've actually just been taking it like super slow, like setting up the house. Like we still like living off the camp fridge and we just have a bed like we got like my dad um and his partner bought this like epic bassinet off marketplace for us oh. yeah it's like a snug bug I've heard of them they're so good yeah it's cool. epic and it's like so my vibe and they and my sister was like my sister's like been giving the like the green tick because everybody's like hitting me up for stuff they're like set like Brenton's mom bless her soul she's the most beautiful lady Every day, just sending me things like baby stuff on marketplace, and I'm like, I haven't even got a fridge yet. Like, yes. I need to slow down. You know, yes, mm. I need to be able to function myself. Yeah, before I need I start to get myself about this baby and that's coming there's no months rush. away. Yeah, no. there's no rush. There's still at least five months. So yes. Um. Anyway, so we got back, and my partner literally drove every day for six days across oh. Australia to get back for our 13-week scan. Like that was well, oh. that was his, you know, in, deadline. Yeah, his thing. He was like, okay, I really want to get back for that sick so he got back that night and we went out for dinner and then the next day um yeah we woke up and went for the scan and I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning because I was so excited I was just like oh my god I just want to like I was just like nervous and excited you know yeah but it was such a different experience to the first one like the lady I think because it was at Noosa like it was a bit nicer and the lady was so funny like was just hilarious and to see the baby like an actual baby like was really different as well yes. than just it being this little like sacky thing yes yes yeah so that was cool and everything like looked really healthy and amazing yeah it was really good yeah. it was and she was just like oh my god like it will not stop standing on its head and I'm like 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a yoga teacher and I just love doing headstands. Head I was like, yes. Oh, are we going to have a. And it's like, I won't sit still. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is me. <laughs> this is me for sure. Um, so true. So that was really Brenton would have been like, here we go. Yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> Brenton's such a slow mover and he's so chill. Yeah. Um, but he like he has a lot of energy as well. But anyway, and um, so after that, that was really cool. And then we were like, I thought I would be like, I can't wait to tell everyone and like and then I just honestly the shifts that happen within like a day is crazy I'm just like I don't want to tell anyone anymore oh he's like God. what do you mean I'm like let's just keep it until I start looking pregnant like what's the rush and then he's just like okay yeah and he backed it though he was just like yeah you're right like let's and I think he said something to me as well about about that because I was like let's do it let's do it and I was having this rushing thing yes and he's and that was something that's come up a few times since they've been pregnant because I've been like, oh, I can't wait for this, can't wait for that. And Brenton's just like, this is like, we need to be so patient. Like, this is a patient waiting game. We need to be patient, like, even in all parts, you know? Amazing. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, you're so right. And so <laughs> it's been me just sort of being like, okay, there is no rush. And then when I've lent into that, even with, like, getting Wi-Fi, getting shit for the house, getting stuff for the baby, all of the things, like, it yeah. will happen yeah you know like the right things will happen and yeah. when I feel the pull to do the things and then anyway um so then I knew that we were recording this podcast so that was like a bit more of a push and <laughs> I knew that we had to do it eventually because yeah. like I am starting like you can see that I've got a little bump now and yeah, yeah so um and I was t- went back to teaching yoga yeah and I think that was the thing that I was just like okay like and I think I was pro- yeah I was 14 weeks then so yeah it was um I needed to probably tell, you know, like, yeah, yeah, because like it was, not that I looked that pregnant, but I just sort of felt, I was like, I'm different in here. Fair. I'm not the same person. And you almost want to disclaim like why you're dropping your knees in Chaturanga and all that sort of stuff. You want to explain, you know, I'm pregnant by the way, so do what I say, not what I do. Yeah. And it was really, it was really beautiful as well. Like a few of the classes in the first week, like I just was so open about just surrendering to what's happening and it was really it like went into the theme of our like what our what we we're focusing on that month in the yoga like so in our good. yoga studio and I was just so open and it was really powerful for me to like just stand in front of a class and be like you never bloody know what the universe is gonna yeah. to you and I'm very open already and very honest but it felt really really powerful to like speak my truth like that about something that's so real and raw and happening like yes. right there for me you know yes yeah yeah absolutely yeah so that that's been yeah amazing and challenging at the same time like just feeling really different in my body um in like so many ways yeah <laughs> yeah just so ways. yeah just like <clears throat> I've always been a very active person and like before I felt pregnant I was training for a marathon half marathon so I was running a lot and starting to feel really fit and then you just it just feels like you just become so unfit overnight yeah and and like you can't I feel like it's it's really strange like you just can't it everything just feels a little bit harder physically already which is really interesting and I don't know whether it's my girlfriend was like I think it's because you're so in your body that you notice that Mm. whereas somebody who didn't really work out that much or whatever and was a bit more like disconnected yeah wouldn't notice that yeah um so that's totally valid yeah but again hasn't been I've just been like trying to meet myself with more love especially like seeing my body change like there's definitely been that was hard at the start like 
just seeing myself because I've had a history of like not like eating disorders and mm. stuff and I I think <laughs> I knew it was I knew it was going to be hard like yeah. I think I knew that was going to be hard for me and I think you know obviously it still will be however I do think when I start to get a bigger belly and like don't just look like I've eaten too much pasta like fair it'll feel a little bit better like fair. you know because it's just this awkward stage of like like my partner's like you still look like fitter than a lot of chicks on this beach you know that right and I'm just like <laughs> Yeah, I know, but for me, I feel really uncomfortable right now, you know? Yes. Like, it's, like, really interesting. And, like, obviously, I know I've got to, I'm pregnant. Yeah. It's just – it's definitely an edge for me. And it's – to yeah. be honest, I'm, like, I'm grateful for going through this because I do feel like it's going to heal that yes. in me as well. Like, just being – because, like, the more pregnant I get and the more I see my belly grow, I'm, like, wow, like, I've actually got a baby in me. And yeah. that's pretty crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm doing that. My body's doing that without me even doing anything. Yeah. And I feel pretty good other than that. Like, to be honest, I feel really good. Like, <laughs> apart yes. from, like, apart from, it's more the mental stuff that mm. it has been the hardest part, to be honest, mm. so far. Like, I did get a little bit, I have been getting, like, a little bit dizzy just standing up too quickly. And, but that, I I think that was, like, when we had just moved into our new house and, it was a bit stressful, like overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that was it. Like I probably wasn't breathing as yeah. well as I could have been. Fair. Um, Fair. Oh, that's so interesting. I do think because pregnancy and birth is such a transformative time. Yeah. And I don't know what you think, but say um, with the history of eating disorders and then your body's changing because it's growing a human. And as you say, you don't necessarily look super pregnant, but you don't look how you did before. Mm. That can be really triggering. Mm. And I almost think just bringing awareness to that is like enough for it to just dissipate. Yeah. You know, like constantly bringing, oh, look that I'm feeling self-conscious because of this, Mm. but I'm grateful for this. And I know Mm. that it's not true. And then over time, like a whole pregnancy, especially with the mental transformations that happen, Mm -hmm. that's just enough for it to often dissipate. That'll be interesting to see how that like continues. I I think so too. And I think that's probably been the biggest thing for me so far is like really feeling into the fact that it is a transition and it is if you want it to be a really powerful and healing time mm-hmm. with you and your body and your baby and before yeah. you before you've even seen its face that like you can have this whole and healing for think the thing for me that I've never had before is like healing for healing deeper not just for me, but for someone else, mm-hmm. because I don't want to have a baby that I don't want to be a role model to my baby that I'm still holding on to this like honestly girl shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is girl shit because mm. it's e- it's the ego. It's mm-hmm. just so, and it really honestly like blew me away with how concerned of, of how my body looks Mm. I have been my whole entire life and that's not to say that I don't care anymore like I do care like yeah I'm I'm not like blowing out and like just eating whatever the fuck I want because that goes against my values and also nourishing my baby yeah however like I feel like I really did miss out on so much of my life being so concerned by that stuff and I really like I know how incredible my body is and I know that after I have the baby I'm also going to go back to how I was or even better like I I have control you know yeah. like I can create this into 
what I want it to be and I'm really grateful that I'm not being like restricting myself and I'm really hungry because obviously you just get more hungry when you're pregnant like yes and yeah it's just that's been a really big one for me so good that's so powerful I love that and I exactly love what you said isn't it wild how much more I guess motivated we are or willing to look at the shadows when it's for the sake of our baby rather than the sake of ourselves. like Mm. even with everything like you know plenty of women don't exercise at all and then they fall pregnant and all of a sudden they're at my classes like twice a week every week for Mm. the whole pregnancy yeah for the baby which you know makes total sense but it's funny what we do for our baby and we don't do for ourselves yeah 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 Yeah. and it's I think also like there there was even there was even like at the start some like worthiness stuff coming up and like am I like I don't know if I'm worthy to be a mum like I don't know if I can do this sort of thing but then just like learning so much about the transition and how it's actually just like the rite of passage of being a woman and there's so much power and I'm really excited to see who I am on the other side you know like I'm like god god I'm not even gonna know her because I and that's the thing like I'm seeing friends that I've was friends with before I went to Western Australia and I'm seeing them now and I'm like whoa like my bullshit intolerance radar is so (laughs) low (laughs) don't fuck with me well yeah but it's not from like an it's not from a place of anything but love for myself and my boundaries and my energy because I'm like I have a very limited amount of energy for other people that don't serve me right now absolutely and I think that's just going to get less and less absolutely and I just want people who are going to lift me up and I can do the same thing because I really fucking need that right now (laughs) yeah I don't need the other shit right now absolutely yeah absolutely so that's been something else that I've really noticed that I'm like I don't give a fuck like about that like I really don't care it's just like whoa I've got other shit to think about and it's like goes so much further beyond this like egoic relationship (laughs) Yes. But it's really only something you can experience when you are in that situation, you know, like. You got to be ready. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Okay, so you've kind of, you've had this scan, you've had this shift and realisation of your exercise regime and how things are a little bit harder than usual. Yes. I'm still Um, moving every day and I still, I've actually just started like a weights program because I know that being strong is good when you're pregnant and it's always been something I've resisted and I'm like, why don't I lean into it then and see what happens? Yeah. And I just walk a lot, like I said, and like yeah. I've been swimming and I find swimming is so good for oh, your hips, honestly. Amazing. If you're pregnant, go swimming because it's like the best thing. And not to mention like it's very, can be very meditative, you know, yes. like you're just with yourself in the pool. and Absolutely. I love swimming. Yeah. Honestly, I reckon yoga and swimming are the two best, best exercises for pregnant women. Yeah. And walking sure. if you can, if you're yeah yeah because yeah. I did start to get well there has been a few times where I've had this like shooting pain at my vagina yeah and I'm really like, already yeah I know somebody Jesus. said that and I'm like oh, I know I don't know yeah, bummer. don't worry about it It'll no be fine. Oh, I'm not stressed <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I could whatever like and it's gone <laughs> oh, away look at that? and I think honestly a lot of it like I've just been focusing more on like because my hips have become a lot tighter and like around my groin mm. so every day I just like try to like I just like will try go on my groin like not on my groin try like get into that frog pose where your knees is out and like yes. rock backwards and like it's actually so uncomfortable yeah <laughs> which is interesting because I'm so used to my body just being like so like I've Limber. been a yoga teacher for so long I'm just yeah. so used to being like meh yeah but now it's like oh I really need this yeah like I really fucking need to like stretch and wow. probably foam roll but 
anyway. I know. Yeah. Oh, the fra- I need to get a foam roller. I've got a ball and it just doesn't cut the mustard with the... Oh, it's the IT band. Yes. It's the IT band. God, they're fucking consistent. They're consistently tight. Consistently tight. Yes. And they need constant work. Uh-huh. Constant. It's yeah. a pain I guess it would link up to your hips though. Yeah, definitely. And I just definitely. even like... Oh, I could, like I taught a yoga class today. I was in pigeon for so long. I'm still tight as. Like I can... Oh. I'm just like need... And then, yeah... Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so, so good. Yeah, and then you've also had the third shift is um, your bullshit rate has gone down, yeah, so you're kind radar. of not nourishing these egoic relationships that don't really serve a purpose. They yeah, were just kind of nice and to think about. It's really interesting upon reflection of um, like I really feel like on sub some subconscious level I knew that I was going to be pregnant even though I really didn't consciously. Yeah. But, like, I just went through this period, like, a couple of months just reaching out to, like, old partners, old friends, all of this stuff, all of these old ties and, like, apologising, just sending love and just really weird. Yeah, really? really yeah, really weird. And, it, like, now I'm, like, it was weird that I did that. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. And now, like, so I think my dreams have definitely calmed down. I'm still dreaming every night. Um, but I still, I do think that they've calmed down somewhat. Like I'm, they're definitely still very symbolic. A lot of them, like, um, yeah, there was this one person who I knew that I hadn't completely, I don't know, just hadn't, I didn't feel peace and well in the relationship. Like I just felt ick. I felt the ick really bad and just dream after dream every night about this same person and I'm like fucking hell like what do I have to do (laughs) do I have to like actually talk to this person Ah. and yeah and then um I ended up yeah just I pretty much just like told them like where I was at that I was pregnant and just sent them love and I I think I knew that telling them that would make them go away not like from a bad place but just like I don't know. It just, it was really weird. And I had to forgive myself for some stuff as well. Not that I did anything bad, but emotionally I just didn't feel. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting, but that kept coming up like again and again through my dreams. Right. And you just felt like this relationship in whatever form it was in just kind of separated, but there was what stuff unsaid or you still felt. I still, it was more a feeling of discomfort and like I was afraid of like, I just had this really – I had a really weird feeling about this person. Like a very strong, weird feeling that there was something not right. And when you messaged them, did you say anything regarding that or – No, I kept it feel? very – I just woke up and I was like, I think I've got to message that person because they had actually messaged me and I hadn't responded. It was interesting as well because they had messaged me like a couple of – probably two weeks after I would have fallen pregnant. Oh, wow. And then and hadn't heard from them for, for ages and then messaged them back <laughs> so many months later and I was like, hey, like, I'm actually pregnant, um, rah, rah, like this is where I'm at, like hope you well and they sent a message back and I was like, cool, that's that, like I feel good about that now. Nice. But yeah, it's been interesting, the dreams being so symbolic and yeah, just crazy and I really feel like pregnancy is a place where you can't hide Yes. You can't hide, you can't numb, you can't avoid 
your feelings you really have to sit through them unless you're just gonna like go on netflix and stuff but i don't have reception or internet so <laughs> i can't do that <laughs> there's no running no and i'm actually so just like done with that yeah i felt that before i even felt pregnant i was like oh i'm just like whatever like i just want to see what it is and like you're actually yeah. so powerful like you're the stuff is coming up for a reason and i think that that's something that i don't know more people should know it's like not to fear the feelings yeah. because that's what you're scared of feeling is the feeling and yeah. new feelings are arising now that I'm scared of as well like yeah new maternal feelings towards even my partner and like he's like because he's a musician he's out late and like yeah there's and we're living on this property like there's been a few times where I'm like I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just like is he okay and I'm like at, go outside on my phone like trying to get reception I'm like oh, are you okay and like it's intense man like I'm like now is. I know how my mum felt before yes. I even had a baby, I can yes. feel that like fear of like, oh my God, like, are you okay? I've actually had that as well before myself and nothing to do with maternal, but sometimes I just go through these bouts of like fearing, yeah, people are going to get hurt. Yes. It's really weird it's and it's this stress. And then if you don't hear from them, you think, oh yes. my gosh, something really awful has happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's an awful feeling. It is. It's awful. It's very intense. Yeah. Yeah. So that that has been coming up, but it's also good that it's coming up because I feel yeah. like it's allowing me to like move through it. And because I don't want to be an anxious parent, no. and I don't want to be like freaking out about my kid all yeah. the time. Like, there's obviously going to be an element of, you know, you want your baby and stuff to be okay. But yeah. I just want to trust as well. Yes. <laughs> that it will be okay. Yes. Yes. So did this person escape your dreams? Yeah, I haven't had a dream. Amazing. Hopefully tonight I don't have a dream about him because that would not be ideal. I <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Gus. <laughs> oh god. But Get I, out of my head. I am going to see a shaman on Wednesday. What's that again? Not really sure. But <laughs> <laughs> But no, last week. So I've been getting like a I probably just sound like the big TV, I swear I'm I swear I'm normal. <laughs> Guys, I'm a photographer. Go check out my page. Like, I have a real life. <laughs> um, anyway, but um, no, I I just last week, I was like, you know when you just know you're getting a message? Like, I was like, it was like, I, in my awareness, it was just like, shaman. And I'm like, I don't know what a shaman is. And then everywhere, every conversation I spoke to someone, they'd be like, and I went and saw my shaman or on, go on YouTube and it was like, shaman this. And I'm like... Wow. I think I need to go see this shaman person, whoever this person is. Amazing. So then, um, yeah, and then it just happened so effortless and this shaman ended up, like, be having this, like, deal on. And I was like, I'm going to go. So, so on good. Wednesday I'm going to – I have no idea what it entails, but it's, like, a three-hour session. I think I think, wow. I think generally you can do, like, journeys with him with, like, like um, mushrooms and eye yeah. wash and stuff, but I'm not going to be doing that. But he does things with, like – I think he does like drumming and I don't really know guys, but I'll tell you. I'll <laughs> tell you because I feel like it's going to, I have a feeling. So yes. I don't know. I think it's just going to bring me into my heart and less out of fear. Cause that's really what I'm trying to do through this pregnancy. I really like, that's honestly my biggest, my biggest intention. Yeah, yeah. Is to feel powerful and to feel calm and really present. And Yeah amazing mm. i'm so intrigued it's definitely some sort of spiritual teacher yes potentially like energy healer i feel like and i think he goes into um i think he maybe goes into like ancestral healing Interesting. yeah so i feel like it could be really good 
You know what's something weird is that I feel, because you know how women, we pass down the red thread, right? Mm -hmm. So ancestral healing. For some reason, whenever I um, hear about rape or like we watch a movie and there's rape in it Mm. and there's that sort of weird stuff going on, I get so triggered and Mm. I just feel so nauseous and like even we'll go to bed and Lockie will want to cuddle. I'm like, oh, Mm. sorry, babe, don't touch me. Mm. I just feel... Like, you're going to rape me right now. Like, I just feel fucking sick yeah. to the tummy that yeah. I don't want anybody touching me. And yes. I've often wondered whether it was something to do with that because I've never experienced anything even close to that, which I'm super grateful for. But you should definitely – I'll let you know if he goes into yes. that because I have the same thing with, like, abandonment stuff, which is, like, as in people will leave me as in, like, even just leave the house. <laughs> and I've worked through it a lot, but I had this, like, full, like – Oh my God, like, I think they're never going to come back. Really? Yeah. That's and an awful feeling. Yeah, it was. It has been. And um, <laughs> and it's like, I think now that I'm like really trying to face all of it, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to look at that because yes. I actually, when I look at the family, women family line, it's all been like suppression and mm-hmm. for some reason I have just... I am so different. I've never felt more different from my family and like a black sheep in my family than I do <laughs> in this moment. And that's not a bad thing either. Can agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel, and I even said that to them the other night. I was just like, like we're watching Eat, Pray, Love and they were just like, oh, why would you want to go to India? And I was like, I fucking cannot wait to go to that's India. my top five. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I dead set want to go to India like on my 30th birthday. Anyway. And, oh, um, funny. Yeah. And... Yeah, so I do feel as if I'm like, well, for some reason I've woken up to it and I want to face it and maybe it's not even mine to carry and I just need to hand it over to somebody else because that doesn't – like I definitely had parts of my childhood where I did feel abandoned but I I wasn't as a whole, you know? Yes. And I think – I've done enough healing in that space to like not have these feelings still coming up. So Right. Yeah, so I'll let, let you know. And I can't wait to hear about this shaman experience yes. in the next pod. Yes. Amazing. So, okay, what else has popped up for you over the last month, would you say? What else has been going on in the sense of like pregnancy, preparation, feels? Mm, so I uh, – I actually feel a little bit emotional about this one, but um, I um, I just like still don't know. I'm like not clear of what I want, like birth wise, and I think I know what I want. I just like I don't feel like supported and safe enough, and like I can actually get the proper care to make that happen. Right. So I started. It was. It's really interesting the shift I had. Like when I fell pregnant and found out I was pregnant straight away. It was really interesting just noticing the instilled fear I had of like. I'll just get a cesarean straight away. Like, mm-hmm. it's all good. Then I just don't have to do However, <laughs> since being pregnant, I've, like, learned so much and listened yeah. to so much information and just become so empowered to be like, holy shit, well, actually, maybe this isn't just giving birth and maybe it's not just this medical thing that happens to a woman and maybe mm-hmm. we do have the power within us to birth naturally and mm-hmm. I'm healthy and I feel great. Like, mm. and then, anyway, so then I was, like, started learning more about it and I'm like okay well maybe I actually want to do this like fully natural and then I haven't got into the um, MGP program Mm -hmm. I haven't heard from them yet however Mm -hmm. I went to a new doctor and she sent away another referral but anyway I haven't heard from them 
so I haven't been to the hospital and I haven't felt into how that feels but like when I think about it in my head I feel scared and I feel anxious and I'm like I know for a fact that that's not how I should feel or want to feel going into giving birth in a space you know Mm. and then I'm looking around at my house and I'm like wow this would be the best place to give birth like I have Mm. so much space I literally have there's like no one around as mm. in I'm I am only 15 minutes from Noosa like it's not like I'm in the middle of fucking butt fuck <laughs> but like you know it's just like trees and I mean the neighbors would probably be like what's going on over there but they'd probably get the gist yeah um so then I started I was like fuck like I want a fucking home birth like shit because yeah. something I remembered as well is since our last podcast you watched birth time at our yes screening. and I also so I listened to childbirth as a rite of passage and then I also awesome. listen so good should definitely if you're yeah pregnant. by Rachel Reed so good and it, it doesn't just go into only natural birth only home birthing only it's like really good because it goes through like the there's obviously benefits of you know the medical system and yeah. intervention when it's needed yeah However, and seeing birth time was so good. Like, yeah. highly recommend watching that movie. Yeah. Because it just confirmed everything that I was feeling. Wow. A hundred percent. And it, like, Caitlin was sitting next to me and, like, Rose, our other friend, was sitting next to me. And, like, I <laughs> I literally just – there was so many times in that movie that I started crying because I was like, holy wow. shit, like, I just know what I want and I know yeah. – yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so I made that kind of like, had that connection to that type of birth and that empowering experience. And like, obviously I fucking know it's going to be hard and I'm not retarded and yeah. just bypassing the pain and bypassing it. But I'm like, well, what if there's a reason for that? And what yeah. if there's actually growth that happens through the pain and yes. maybe we need to go towards it? Just like the, just like the shadow stuff and just like mm-hmm. the feelings that we try to avoid that we just suppress and they come up eventually like Mm -hmm. maybe that's the same with birth and maybe when we don't give ourselves even the chance you Mm -hmm. know it takes away belief in our body and in Mm -hmm. our power because since being pregnant I'm like holy shit women are so fucking powerful and it's pretty much just like changed the whole trajectory of my business and my life (laughs) 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 I think that's like so many women experience that if they if they open themselves up to it you know like you have to be open to think of like holy shit like not just fall into like the doctor's like kind of and I totally have nothing against that system either like yeah totally time and a place anyway so um I started thinking and having these feelings and it feels really right and light for me yeah so then I started to try find a private midwife but because I was already once I started having these feelings like I was already 14 weeks pregnant and I'm like fuck like how am I going to be able to find a private private midwife that's like can birth with me and I haven't been able to find anyone so then I've just been like okay well I'm just going to see what happens and, like, let the universe decide, you know? Yes. And then – but then the thing that's probably been the hardest is that I – like, when I've voiced what I want to my, like, family, apart from my dad, he's great, and so are my other family members. (laughs) (laughs) They're just scared and um, they're like, no way. Like, no way. Ah, who cares? Even my dad, after everything that I do, he's like, home birth is so unsafe, blah, blah, blah. Nah. nah, I feel like I will be more. It's I, yeah. I feel like I will be more safe at home. I just have this feeling that I'll be more relaxed and more safe, and I'll know if I need to go to the hospital. Mm. And so this is the other thing. 
where we're living is an hour away from school. That's the only thing that That's has the come only to my thing. mind. Oh my god! And when every time I think about that fucking car ride, yeah, to the hospital, yeah, there's no fucking way I'm going to be in the front seat sitting up. No. I'm going to be illegally on my hands and knees, probably in the boot or in the back seat, yeah. which like isn't ideal. I also don't want to birth my baby in the car, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's just so much. I'm like, holy shit! And like Noosa has a um has a hospital that's like down the road from us and like I know that I if anything was to happen I could go there and birth there but yeah this is the thing that I'm unsettled about at the moment because it also like really frightens my partner and I think it's just because he doesn't like he's such a beautiful powerful man and I know when he like learns enough and stuff he'll be fucking on board yeah however we also like lost a close friend last year in childbirth and I think that is like it definitely isn't it's the thing triggering mm. for us fair but I also but I also think that that was like the I also think the universe is at play in all of this stuff and I think that mm. that um that was something that was out of or everyone's control you know definitely and I know I know this story that you're talking about she like that would have happened even if she was in hospital yeah with what happened to well, her yeah she did go to hospital and yeah anyway mm. how yeah so yesterday yeah, we actually, my partner and I like had a really beautiful like conversation about birth and stuff because I've been like trying to have, like we've spoken about it, but like never like, because it's big, mm. you know, it's big and it's not, mm-hmm. it's not something to like bypass or like not think about and mm-hmm. not feel into and really feel the extremity of it. Mm. Um, and I just said, hey, like this is what I want and it's okay if you don't feel comfortable with that and I'm more than happy to like lean into going to the hospital and to be okay with that because I'm adaptable. I can fucking do mm. that. Um, however, one day I want to birth at home mm. and I want to have that experience and we just ended up having this like really in-depth conversation about it and he just like, yeah, he's so beautiful. Like he just, he just pretty much told me that like, he's like, you know, it's fucking hard. Obviously you going through this, it's really hard but it's fucking hard to see you go through it. And he's mm. like, I would take it all away if I could. Mm. And then just like, I just said straight way back to him. I was like, but I think I need to go through it. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that I need to go through to mm-hmm. connect to my body and to the baby and mm. to go through that, to really become the best mother I can go, go through. That's what I feel in my body for some mm. reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. And mm. yeah, it was this really beautiful moment and I just feel like it's already bringing us closer, like no matter what happens, you know. And sometimes, you know, the reality is that sometimes mothers do die in birth. Mm. It's a dangerous thing, Mm. sort of. I know what you mean. (laughs) It's it's a lot for the body to go through and there's things that can go wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think being honest and open with yourself about that, but also Mm. like it's also the cycle of life Mm. and not being, being, you know, like hell yeah, (laughs) keen for that. Obviously no one's keen for that, but like – it's just also not being afraid of it at yes, the same time, not just being the logic of, of what it is. Yeah. What yeah. I am afraid of is going to the hospital and like having my rights taken away and not having the opportunity to like birth naturally and mm. being scared and feeling controlled. And that's just like not what I want. <laughs> mm. But I also yeah. know that 
Screw's epic hospital. And I think once I go there and see it and feel into it, I might feel mm. completely different. And who knows? I might end up being like, no, I feel really comfortable. The other thing is, is like, who knows where I will be at like 36 weeks, you mm-hmm. know, like who knows how I'll be feeling. Things can change. I Absolutely. might have to, you know, go get an, like a plan C section. Mm. You actually have no idea. Mm-hmm. However, like this is how I'm feeling in this moment. In this moment. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. Yeah, so it's a bit of a – and I also haven't spoken to like – anyone about it like yeah. I haven't like I haven't spoken to you about it because I was like oh I really really should talk to Amy about this like it'd be a great like I was I know so, any private midwives <laughs> yeah I know and I'm like oh god I'm just sitting here like mm. I know just pondering it see but that's so positive it's yeah. just ponder yeah let oh my god I think go. about let it all the time go. like yeah two o'clock in the morning I'm like thinking about that yes who Dead am I gonna sad. have there where do I want to do it yeah the only other thing do you mind if I say a couple of, of things here? No, because I feel like imp- like there might be other people who are feeling this. Absolutely, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, as you know, I love home birth, mm. and the statistics show that home birth is actually what is safest for term low risk mamas, as opposed to hospital birth, because you're so much further away from interventions. You're looked after by a midwife who knows your desires. You are not so readily available to the epidural, which, as we all know, during birth and during the intensity of birth can be more tempting. So it is what's safest for terminally risk mamas. And at this stage, that's what you are. And who knows if that'll change later on, unlikely, but possible. But the only other thing to consider, and I love what you said, and that's something that I back so wholeheartedly, but I can never say that to an actual pregnant woman in the fact of people can die during childbirth. Yes. Is there any point worrying about it? No. Like there is no point worrying about it. It is so, so rare in this day and age, which is because we obviously give birth in hospitals majority of the time. So that can be saving. And the only thing that I would mention is that if something was to happen during birth or after birth where you do need to go to the hospital for help, you're a a long way away, Mm. which is the only concern. Yeah, so just totally agree. (laughs) just in general long way away so i'm like Mm. all right (laughs) driving here i'm thinking all right how can i make this work (laughs) like how can i make this work and it not be like because i don't want to be fucking like going into labor and then like fuck gotta get in the car yeah and for an hour because a lot can happen in an hour yeah and i was like i mean if you're planning to birth at the hospital yeah so yeah because I, i definitely want to labor at home for as long as I can like I don't want to be chilling out in the hospital because I probably it'll take me a lot longer to give birth I think yeah like just because I'm so calm out there yeah which is what makes me feel like I should give birth at home yeah is because when I think it and maybe go to the hospital after or something if I need to I don't know I don't know yeah 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 anyway if but. you get birth and then straight like afterwards you, your placenta comes out and you stop bleeding and all is well, you definitely won't need to go to the hospital. No, and that yeah. just makes me feel so at ease. Yes. <laughs> because even cool. the doctor's appointments have given me – I'm like, this feels really, really weird. Like I don't yeah. feel like I need to be monitoring, monitoring myself. Yeah. And I feel like this, the stress of the appointments is worse at the moment. Interesting. Not that I have that many. Yeah. Yeah, but I did feel like that from the start. I you did, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm like – I don't have to go to, to an, like we are going to go get the 20 week scan or whatever it yeah. is. Cause I think yeah. we're going to find out the gender. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Although yeah. I'm like, 
should we? And my partner's like, what? <laughs> like, I'm changing my mind every day. He's just like, are you serious? Like, all this time you've been wanting to tell people you want to... And I'm like, yeah, but how exciting it will be if we're just like, it's a boy. It is the biggest surprise you'll ever experience. Well, that's but it. you'll have more babies, so yeah. up to you. Yeah, there's no right or wrong. Oh, look, to be honest. <laughs> so conflicted. I'm just, oh, I'm like, nah. But also, we'll go and get the scan and yeah. make sure everything's all good and whatever. Yeah. If we go to the same place, that was great. She was fucking hilarious. So good. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. I wonder whether now you're at the sunny coast, you're settled, you're booked into school. Maybe, like I think definitely. No, I'm not booked into school. You're not booked into school. But they've sent a referral though, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. does that mean I'm booked in? Not necessarily, but you're not booked into MGP. No. But either way, you'll definitely be able to go to school sort yeah. of thing. So maybe you can kind of just – because you are like, you know, unsure of exactly what the right decision is at this stage, which is awesome and fair. Maybe you can kind of keep both balls in the air and do some appointments at school, feel it out, see how you feel with the midwives there in the form of care you'd be doing and then also keep looking for a private midwife. Yeah. And I can give you a bunch of Yeah, that would be cool. This. But um, – and then see what suits – because the thing is with private midwifery as well, and I feel like this is going to be extra important for you, is you've got to jibe with the private midwife. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Because I think – I, like, think I know who I want to have at the birth, and it's literally just Brenton and one of my best friends who's – she just got the best – she's been at a lot of birth, like home births before. Cool. And she – I actually like she does Reiki. She does a lot of stuff, but she does yeah. Reiki and um, she's just really in tune with her intuition. Yeah. And I think just having, I was like, I want to have another woman there, but like, I don't want it to be my mom. I don't want it to be anyone who's going to be like instilling yeah. fear. Not saying that you're going to do that, mom, but like, you know, I just don't want to risk it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that she would just be so like sending me just like you were so powerful. Yeah. And then the other day she actually gave me a Reiki session. Amazing. And it was like the first time that I just felt so connected to my baby. Like, wow. yeah, I just felt really straight away. I just went into this like semi like sleep state and I was really tired that day. But yeah, I just felt the baby like I could feel like I could feel the energy of the baby and then she said like when I came out of the like we came she finished this session and um I felt so good and she was like oh um like she can read into the energy obviously and she was just I was like oh like how is it (laughs) and she was just like yeah like so good everything feels so light and everything like that and then she said that like the baby's just like so at peace and yeah and she said that she when she came over to the left side that she it felt like she could feel like stardust like hitting her hand oh my god yeah I know that's pretty special so special I've never had a Reiki session before they're good they're just it's like super relaxing and wow but I definitely needed it (laughs) I felt I just think I felt a bit out of balance from like just moving and Yeah. yeah it was really good Ah, that's so nice. That's so nice. Okay, so this is an unsure topic right now. I'm Mm. really intrigued. The other thing that I was going to say is that the hospital seems really scary when, you know, birth time doesn't necessarily put it in the best light Mm. at times. And those things can definitely happen and it was all truth. But that's something like, for example, what we really teach our mamas is how to take power of your own birth Mm. and kind of like 
not letting it depend on what midwife you get to on the day or, you know, up to the healthcare professionals what they choose to do with you in your birth experience but really giving you that ultimate power Mm. so that would be a big shift if you do decide that route you won't feel how you feel now yeah you know and yeah I think that that's definitely something that I'm aware of I'm like whoa like I Mm. um I know that and that's what I said to my partner yesterday. I was just like, if that ends up being what we do, I'm not going to go into it being like, oh my God, I don't want to go to the hospital. That's not like, logically, that's just not what you should do. I will, we can make it a sanctuary in there. All good. Dim down the lights. We'll put yes. sacred earth on, chuck a couple of candles on, get a yes. diffuser happening. It's all good. Absolutely. And I think Brenton is so strong and my friend Jade is so strong yeah. that they will stand up for me Absolutely. as much as I like, I'll just be like, look, this is what I want. And yeah. the other thing is like, I feel like when you go to the hospital, it's so much easier to have an epidural, obviously, because it's there, Yeah, you know, so it's like that, you know, and they might offer it to you or whatever, mm. but I could always just tell them not to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. So one, you could say like, Definitely don't offer me the epidural. I'll ask for it if I want it. Mm. And then you can have your own like side plan to that. But then as well, you can also say that Brenton and Jade are the only ones to communicate to you Mm. and the midwives can communicate to Brenton and Jade and then Mm. they can pass on the message. So, for example, if they're like, we think she should have an epidural, then Brenton and Jade can be like, no, that's not in the birth plan that she doesn't want to have that. So, Mm. no, I'm not going to say that to her. Mm. So then that kind of just softens that you get much less messages and you much less decision-making because they know the plan, Mm. you know. Mm. And then you have the idea is to have all these plans that can go in all these different directions, you know. So if something does happen, say, you know, you set a standard as to, okay, I feel safe going up to 42 weeks before I get an induction and then you you get to 42 weeks and you're like, okay, this is my standard as to when I have an induction, this still feels good to me and you go ahead with that. You then have your separate plan for if I get an induction, this is how I want it to look and this is how I'm going to still lead it towards a natural birth experience. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It was interesting um, when I called my grandma and – told her that I was pregnant she said she said um she goes well you know you may as well she goes well don't think about writing a birth plan because if you do you may as well just book yourself in for a cesarean (laughs) this is what I'm dealing with over here I was like, thanks, Grandma. Love that. Love that. Oh my god. I know. I I was just like, yeah as long as I have a healthy baby, right? <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, oh my God. And as long as I don't have a home birth, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know if I, if I tell, that's what I was saying to my partner. I was like, we never know what's going to happen. I could go into labor at 38 weeks and mm-hmm. I could go in so quickly that I'm like, we're having the baby here because Absolutely. I know in my body that I will birth it in the car if we get in there. Absolutely. And you call the ambulance and, and the Noosa ambulance yeah. will come straight there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you just never know what's going to happen and I'm yeah. trying not to overthink it and more I'm trying to just fantasize my ideal birth outcome and not focus on yes. the, not focus on the scary fear outcomes because I like was like I just don't want them to like interfere if they don't have to and like all the fear stuff but then I I can't focus on that because I'll probably manifest it if I do I know what you mean and this is a really tricky balance I find in pregnancy where 
you don't, you, as you say, I completely agree. You don't want to focus on stuff. You don't want to manifest it and you don't want to be kind of dredging your mind with like a pessimistic view, right? Mm. But in the same breath, we don't want to like pretend like it doesn't exist and be all like fairies and daisies and mm. then, you know, maybe make a wrong call somewhere along the line. So mm. what I find to be super helpful for mamas and partners and is to do this together and I think having doing this with the partner can be really helpful. That masculine energy is a little bit more kind of logical and, you know, hypothetical rather yes. than feeling it as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what can be really good is kind of considering all your options from a place of pure logic as if, you know, you're discussing this for a complete random mm. and you're kind of thinking about the logical best options for mm. her and you kind of make this logical best option for her without kind of emotionally feeling that as much mm. if possible and um, kind of considering, yeah, like the risks, the benefits, which are important to consider, considering the research when making your decisions. And as we know, research does back home births very much so. Yeah. As we know, research does back, you know, inductions at certain points of time, um, all that sort of stuff. Considering the research and what is recommended in that decision making, making it a really logical perspective, and then considering how we feel and our values and what our gut says in that process as well to mm. make that end decision, right? Yeah. Like having a few different kind of components to it. So, yeah, like that's our value-based decision-making process we go mm. through in the workshop because I find that it's a really good balance of both. Yeah, you're right with the masculine thing for sure. Yeah, Because I'm definitely one – I've gotten less – I'm less like it now sometimes, but I'm – very much just only focus on the positive outcome and only focus on the ideal outcome. And that's great. But my partner is very real. Yeah. He's very realist, real with himself and with me. And he's like, you know, think about everything that could go wrong as well. Yeah. And at first when like that showed up very early in our relationship and I was like, well, why are you even entertaining that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're going to bring it in. you Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. I was like, we're just not gelling right now. We're not on the same page. Clearly. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, but I think with birth, it's a little bit different. It's uh, a little bit different than just like, you know, thinking about something dumb, like, I know what you mean, how your day is going to go or whatever, but it's like, birth is a bit more there and it's not just me to consider as in there is a baby in there too, mm. which is the main thing that, but that is why <laughs> I would want to birth at home is yeah. because I would, would love to have yeah, I would love to have him or she come into the world in a mm -hmm. relaxed environment yeah. that was their home, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we could have that connection and, yeah, not to say that yeah. we wouldn't get that at the hospital, but yeah, I know there's just more room for that not to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I know what you mean. That's super exciting. That's yeah. super exciting. So how have you been going about searching for private midwives? Well, to be honest. To be honest, I was like, I had this one day of like, I was like looking for one and like I was talking to someone on the phone and like all of them was telling, saying that they were already booked out for April and I was like, fuck. And yeah. because as well, like when I saw the doctor about my dating, no, when I saw the doctor about my 13-week scan, she was questioning my due date because she was like, my, my period was way earlier than what they mm. have 
what she it was measured at first mm. and then she was like well it's not a bad thing you know mm. like it's not yeah. that, and that's what I was saying to you on the yeah. phone or whatever yeah. but now I'm like gosh imagine if it came early you know right so sorry your date based on your period was what day so I got my period on the 5th of July okay so that's like almost two weeks difference difference which is fine. But In like the due date? Then the due date. Mm, and the date that you're going off is two weeks earlier or two weeks later? I'm going off the due date. Okay. Because she told the, – the doctor told me, the most recent doctor said, if I was you, I'd go off your period. Right, yeah. And then um, – so I, that's why as well I was like, well, I don't really – like, I don't know. And it doesn't yeah. entirely matter. Like, babe will come when babe's ready. But – yeah. Um, and it was measuring bigger. That was the other thing. Right. So she's saying to go based on your period, which is April. The due date's April, based on your period. Based on my period, due date will still be in April, but just like very early April. Early. Based on the scan. 20th, 20th of April. The only thing, and it seems like nothing right now, the only thing that's tricky is that, say, if you get to 15th of April and you haven't gone into labor yet – and they're kind of wondering, you know, oh, you're two weeks overdue now. Mm. Like you should No, but be my induced. due date, it's in April. So that's why I'm going to keep the due date then. Yeah. So, and not be like, that. that's what the doctor said. She was uh, like, let's keep the due date at the Later. Set. Yeah, later. The later one. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. That's good. what I, and I was like, cool, I feel good about that. Like, because even yes. if, even if it is growing, if it's bigger and it's more further along, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, good news. Good news. Okay, yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah. But who knows? It could have just like, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And who knows when the fuck the egg came out? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 You do a bit? Oh, I know the day that we conceived. I know the day that we had sex and that was the day. Because it was was, like we were. That was the day the egg came out too? That you ovulated as well? Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. So I know that date. Ah, nice. Yeah. Okay. But then it's like, well, lots can happen, you know? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Who the heck knows? And this is the other thing that I was thinking about. It's like, well, I get it. Like 40, 42 weeks, 38 to 42, you know, yeah. whatever. But it's like, sure, babies grow at different rates as well. Absolutely. And like, that's why I'm like, I don't want to be focused on like if it's bigger or because then it's like, oh, you know, people start saying like Brenton. So Brenton's mom had like a really horrific birth and Brenton was a really big baby and yeah yeah, I can't she told me what happened but I think I may have erased it from my mind fair and um because she just she had to like go through healing after it you know like she really traumatized her because he was a big baby and she's a small lady yeah and yeah like I guess obviously when you're partnered to a big man and people are saying that around you. I was like, I don't fucking want to get that in my head. Yeah. I'll be stressing the whole time that this yes. thing's going to break me because I will be fine. Yes. Keep in mind, yes, it's half him, but it's half you as well. And yeah. your body is the one growing it. It's not going to grow a baby that you can't birth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like a rule of thumb, obviously. Yeah. Randoms. But yeah, that's the stuff to not focus on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Perfect. Mm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Has there been – okay, so in the sense of care, pending. Pending very much, but am yeah. feeling the 
need for it. Yeah, the <laughs> Even, pull towards home birth. And also just the need for extra care as in like, I'm like, whoa, like I actually want to talk to someone about this because yes. that's someone that's not Brenton and not like, yes. you know, like I have beautiful friends like you and stuff, but you've also got your own business. I'm always I know, to talk about I know, pregnancy I know. And I have another <laughs> friend, one of my other girlfriends, Carly, she's into it. Well, she does it as well in I don't know. But it's also like to have that person that's like dedicated to you yes. and is in your yeah. your journey. I totally you know? hear that. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's something that I should look into. But honestly, things have just been a bit crazy with moving. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. One other thing I was going to mention as well, like while you're on the side looking for a private midwife, interviewing, seeing how you go, actually finding one that you like and, and vibe, not like, but vibe with for a birth. Um. When you do start at SKU in the meantime, you can get one of the outreach clinics. Have you heard of this before? Mm -mm. So we have our SKU midwives and you can get your appointments at SKU, but then there is an amount of midwives that get spread out to various places on the coast. We call them outreach clinics and there's one in Noosa. Okay. Um, I know a lady called Christy who was freaking awesome. She okay. used to do them, but um, I think someone else might do them now. But it's just at Noosa Hospital, I'm pretty sure. That would be perfect for you mm. in the meantime and if you continue because then you don't have to go to school yeah, ever yeah, yeah. until birth. Yeah, true. Yeah. That'd and you be get ideal. the same midwife. So she's there, say, every Friday and you have always, your appointments are always on a Friday and it's always with that same midwife. Mm. So how often will I have to go generally after like 20 weeks, is it? Or what is it? Yeah, after 20 weeks. So usually you'll have a booking in probably soon. Is your address your actual address? Because they'll send you a letter usually. They're old school like that at the oh, hospital. Oh, true. My dad would tell me. I know oh, my actual okay. address is my dad's address. That's fine. He'll tell you, yeah. Mm. Um, so you'll do a booking in sometimes before 20 weeks, but often after as well. And then usually you go to a GP for the 25-week appointment and you get your um, whooping cough vaccine if you want it. And then in a general checkup of listening to baby's heart rate and doing your blood pressure. And then you'll continue from 28 weeks onwards to get midwife appointments, usually about every month for a bit. And then after, I think, 31 weeks, it maybe goes to every three weeks. And then it goes to two weeks, maybe at 36. And then after that, it's weekly at like from 40, I think, or from 39 even. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit scattered. There's definitely no firm rule, but around abouts. Mm. Yeah. But once a month at Noosa won't be too bad. No. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think you'll get the whooping cough vaccine? I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, fair call. No, I haven't fair thought call. about that. Have a ponder. I'll have to research. Yeah, yeah, it's more so for the vaccine for babes. Baby, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing to probably ponder, and definitely no urgency, this is still not till 28 weeks, but um, the glucose test, have you heard of that? Yeah, I think yeah. I'll do probably what we were talking about. That's <laughs> <laughs> the hesitation. I'm like, uh, probably do just my own testing and if it looked, yeah, okay, you know, yeah, if it looked not good, mm-hmm. I would research further. Yeah. But what's actually like, I don't know enough. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, still just like, to be honest with you, I obviously, like, I'm not, I'm just not consumed by the pregnancy, I suppose. Yeah. I'm just like pregnant, but yeah. doing life. Yeah. But not like thinking so far ahead. Yeah. that just feels like so long away. That is long away. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I'd love to know. Yeah. So in this, in the, what, 
the glucose test is picking up is whether you've got gestational diabetes or not, right? Gestational diabetes is essentially a condition that you develop only during pregnancy and it just makes you more prone to have high blood sugars so your insulin doesn't work quite as well. Mm -hmm. And then your blood sugars go higher, which is a bit dangerous for you but more so dangerous for babes because then your blood is getting exchanged with babes blood so then babes have has high blood sugar mm. and that can make babes fatter than mm. what they should be um so then that can make you have what we call like an abnormally big baby so you know how if you have a big baby but you don't have diabetes that's a variation of normal and that's usually fine whereas if you've got a baby that's big because of diabetes then that might be more of a struggle to birth sort of thing so it's mm. it's good to pick that up but then also when babies are born they can have and they're disconnected from you like that first step of independence they can have difficulty regulating their own blood sugars mm. because their blood sugars have been crazy throughout mm. the pregnancy so it is important to consider and to know if your baby's if you have diabetes or not. Where the issue comes in is that with the testing that we do, so you come in first thing in the morning, you've been fasting, you get a blood test, we see your fasting blood sugar, you then have a sugary drink, an hour later you get another blood test and then an hour after that you get another blood test. So you're there for about two hours and you're not eating this whole time and you've had this sugary drink. So lots of mamas find it quite nauseating. But the issue is, is that these blood tests, we have these limits on. So if your fasting is below 5.1, I think it is, and then the one hour's, um, sorry, on top of 5.1, on top of the one hour one, and on top of the two hour one, if any of those readings are higher than the standard that they set, then you're, you get this label of GDM, of gestational diabetic mum. So... The M doesn't stand for mum, by the way. It stands for mellitus or something, but that's just what I said. So with that, once you get this label, this is the trickiest things when it comes to the hospital setting, is once you get these labels, they're really, really hard to get rid of. And once you get these labels, you put get put on these certain protocols that they really push you to follow. So for example, once you get this label of being a GDM, then you have to be like induced early or they're going to push for that and baby has to have blood sugar for 24 hours after birth so that's a little prick in the foot where their sugars are getting tested we have to make sure they feed every three hours which babies newborn often don't want to feed every three hours so it ends up being kind of like a bit of a forced feed and it can just start all of these kind of dramas it can often lead to formula feeding all that sort of thing which again if it's true and baby is struggling to maintain sugars then it's great it's important and that's an intervention that can be helpful so that babies keeps their blood sugar up mm. so that the brain is nourished but a lot of the time it's overkill which is where it can create these complications over fucking nothing so with these standards that I talked about before for the fasting, for the one-hour test and for the two-hour test, every year they've been going down, 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 down. So places in New Zealand, for example, their standards are so much higher. So you have to be above, you know, let's say as an example, and I don't actually know, but your one-hour reading has to be above nine to be considered a diabetic, whereas ours is like eight. So Really, there's no actual difference, but it's just the regulation is different and ours is so low that it's so easy to get labelled with GDM. Mm. And then what happens is that a lot of these mamas who are almost seemingly mislabeled as GDM, they have to do their sugar throughout the whole pregnancy, fasting, 
pre-lunch, pre-dinner and pre-bed. And they do all these sugars and they're absolutely fine and normal throughout their whole pregnancy. And then they have to go along this protocol of induction and after Is there anything stuff. you need to change eating-wise when you... You do have like a meeting with a diabetic person, but essentially they do it based on your sugars. So if your sugars do get out of whack um, after the testing, then they will start interfering with your diet or telling you what to eat. But if you're eating like your normal foods and your sugars are maintaining stable, they won't worry about it. Mm. You can just keep eating what you're doing. Wild. That seems wild to me. So there's a couple of options that you could do otherwise. So you could do the test, you could do the fasting, and then the two hours after. That sounds awful, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, not that ideal. No. You can do the just the fasting and see how that goes and not do the two hours after or the sugary drink. Um, You can do what we discussed with Caitlin, which was doing your own blood sugars, fasting, pre-lunch, pre-dinner, pre-bed. Um, for a couple of days and see if they're fine. Um, and is there any symptoms that sort of would you would have if you had this thing, or is it just sort of like you don't Honestly, know you have it? No. Okay. It's really hard. Like you know how even just normal diabetic people, you can often pick up if you've got a low sugar. You can't often pick up if you've got a high sugar. I don't think. Not that I know of. Probably unless it's like wildly high. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. don't know about that one. I know, I know, I know. It is tricky and a lot of mamas are doing some of the other options these days and it's not met with that much resistance because mm. a lot of the midwives are on board and they understand. Obviously, we just have to recommend what's recommended. Yeah, it's um, so, it'd be so hard for midwives, like honestly. Oh, it's a constant contradiction. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I went and saw um, my... <coughs> girlfriend who um she oh it's not on it's not working anymore i can't hear it ah there we go oh don't worry guys i can (laughs) hear it fat fingers (laughs) no it's fine he's got some chingers over here (laughs) you don't even have fat fingers they're fine um you've got gorgeous hands oh thank you um yeah i went and saw a girlfriend the other day who literally like it's very on trend with her as well, like, obviously, but she just, like, she didn't um, – she found out she was pregnant and she just didn't do – she didn't do anything. Like, she didn't go to one appointment. She didn't know how far along she was. Wow. She just birthed at home. <gasps> she went to your workshop, actually. She ah. – yeah, won't name drop, but – Yeah. Um, yeah, and she – has a perfectly fine baby and she's recovering well. She's like just really nurturing herself through like the postpartum, taking it so slow, just like chilling with the baby, being as present as she can. She's she's like, it's crazy how I just watched my vagina heal. Like she's like, I was literally just watching it heal every day, just crying like, wow, this is so amazing. Wow. And I'm like, holy shit. Like how can someone have that experience and then somebody else's experience just be so different? Absolutely. You know? It's just – yeah, wild. It is yeah. wild. And I know I do know a few girls around my age who are – I'm 25, 26 next week. Um, oh. I know. Didn't what think, are we doing? I know. I need to organize something. It's just been – Oh, fun. I, I know. Need That's to do exciting. something. It is exciting. I'll organize something. Nice. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I actually really want to because I'm like, holy shit, this is the last ba- birthday I won't have a baby. Crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, and I know a few other girls my age and they're just like free birthing at home and I, I would probably wouldn't free birth ever, but because I think midwives is, are important and they're an important part of birth and you feeling supported, mm. you know? And, yeah. like, I don't fucking know. Clearly, having this conversation, I'm like, I don't fucking know. I need someone to tell you. Like, Absolutely, which is so valid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is crazy. I think yeah. there's I think there's going to be more of a rise of home births again and more of a rise of just women waking up to their power, especially the more we have conversations about it. Absolutely. And, you know, you doing this is, like, another part of that, you know. It's Absolutely. Just, and I love that, like, what you do is you're, you you – I guess you uh, address and welcome the whole. It's not just looking yeah. that one's better than the other because there's definitely social movements, like social like social as in internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's I movements that only go one way and only it's so yeah, it's so um, close-minded. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's not entirely true <laughs> i agree you know? and it can be dangerous as well like yes. you need to it's just being naive and yes. yeah so it's interesting it's really interesting because i feel really like i'm observing it from the whole and i'm no like no way and i like being like that absolutely and i love that day, you're being like that yeah at the end of the day i think i'll know closer yes i think i'll just be like okay however yeah. it would be good to like have some sort of a i think a midwife or doula i'm not sure yeah fair a doula can be another great option mm. yeah however they're not like at the birth they they are useful totally yeah but they can't really you know medically yeah. intervene in any way and no mm. but that's not what you're after like no most most likely something we have to keep in mind is that there's all these things that we consider most 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 likely you're going to continue this pregnancy completely normal low risk nothing wrong you're going to go into labor between 37 and 42 weeks and you're going to contract your baby will move down and you'll push it out Mm. and all is well Mm. that is the most likely circumstance Mm. you know what are your thoughts on um people (laughs) just turn into me interviewing Amy. i love it what are your thoughts on i've heard um in my many youtube video watching yes i've heard a lot about people talking about how their body took over and pushed it for them definitely yeah so this is something that when i heard that i was like oh it makes sense like you know the body is growing the baby it's not fucking just being like it's like working really hard yes to grow this baby it must have a pl- exit plan yeah <laughs> like surely there's an exit plan going on here absolutely it's not just gonna and be like that it's so deep yeah we know exactly what to do yeah so we like exactly what to do i think we've had that brainwashed away yes. You know? like, yes yes of like you don't know what to do like it actually kills me that there was women getting strapped down to bed and oh my god like fuck me i'm so sad for them yes same and no wonder people like your grandma are so fucking scared but she had a she had a normal birth like a natural birth but she still has these it's weird yeah a lot of fear there yes definitely it's full of fear so um what was your actual question i was asking about the pushing your body pushing for you so it's interesting and Caitlin will answer this question really well as well in regards to this part because it's actually to do with the pelvic floor and the pushing muscles, right? So if you imagine we have our pelvis, so you've got your hips, you've got your 
symphysis pubis at the front and then the tailbone at the back. And then there's this big cavity through the middle and that's the birthing canal. That baby rotates and moves their head down. So throughout that cavity, it's strewn with a whole bunch of ligaments and um, tendons and muscles that go throughout the pelvis. Now, when they're balanced, which is what we focus on in the body balance workshop, when they're balanced, baby moves down and the ligaments guide baby's head to flex chin to chest and rotate their way through the pelvis, through the bony pelvis. We've got a bony skull going through a bony pelvis and there's a particular roadmap on how baby can navigate their way out in that position. Now, as baby moves down and they're pulling down on that pelvic floor, so the pelvic floor is like a bowl at the bottom of the pelvis and it wraps from the front pubic bone, wraps around the back, sort of fuses to the tailbone and wraps around to the other side and then it acts as this bowl of the pelvis. So as baby's moving down and that pelvic floor is stretching, I'm pretty sure it's a part of the pelvic floor or it might be separate, but it's called the levator ani muscles. And it's the same shape from one pubic bone wraps around and to the other side. And that is the muscle that when we have a bowel motion come down and it's resting on that muscle muscle, and it comes down so much through the bowel with that peristaltic movement that we have and it triggers that muscle, that is the muscle that gets triggered that we're like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom and you use that levator ani muscle to contract and push out that bowel motion. So that is the same muscle that wraps around the vagina. So as baby's moving down, 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 eventually gets to a point that we are triggering that muscle. We are resting on that muscle and stretching that muscle so hard that it wants to go to the bathroom. It'll give you this sense of a pushing sensation. And it's literally like you're pushing, like you're doing a poo, but you're pushing a baby out instead. So that's where we get that intuitive motion of pushing to go to, to push your baby out. But that's different for everyone. Sometimes it's earlier on. Sometimes it's not till later. So there's this thing called directed pushing and intuitive pushing. Directed pushing is where you don't have the sensation, but you are forcing yourself to push anyways. And it's often accompanied by lots of big breath in, chin to chest, mm. push down for like a whole minute. And it's really fucking awful for the pelvic floor. But it's so interesting that that's like, yeah, the way that they birth. And it's actually, the idea is that it shortens second stage, it actually lengthens second stage. So obviously, yeah, it just, cause so you're just constricting. So yeah. you, you need to be loose. Like I want to just try to be as loose as I can through the contractions. That is the best answer. Yeah. I just yeah. want to try this. I, I picture myself and you know, I know it's going to be hard guys, but like <laughs> I picture myself feeling one coming and then just trying to just melt away. <laughs> but yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, that's what I want. And like even just trying to like force a smile. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like yeah, trying yeah. to bring joy into the body. Even Absolutely. Absolutely. And we focus on so many of those techniques in the whole how to cope with pain and labor. And I think I know the friend you're talking about. She came to the how to cope with pain and yes, labor workshop. Yes. It's like relaxing the face, relaxing the body, like with the Mm. lips, really relaxing the jaw and ooh, with the vocal cords, relaxing that pelvic floor, Mm. just letting everything flop. Mm. So no, you're exactly right. That's what I see when I think about a contraction and I think about what I should do. It's more of a melting into, and I've actually like already been practicing. I do doing a lot of humming. So good. Because I know that through yoga, like, hmm. 
And like just in the mornings, I'm just like humming and like picturing myself like humming through contractions. Isn't humming so oh, fucking honestly, vibey? If you're ever stuck and you're just feeling anxious, just get on the hums. Absolutely. Like, um, <laughs> it's really good. I completely agree. Mm. But the other thing with the pushing is that when you push, when you want to push, push. When you don't want to push, don't push. Because the thing is sometimes – People think like, oh, but if I don't push, how's the baby going to come out? You've still got your epic contractions that are pushing mm. your baby down. Like by this stage, the cervix is gone. That fundus, which is the muscle at the top, is so vascular and strong and congealed that it's just going to be woo, so much power with every contraction pushing that baby down. And some women, like literally they'll be chilling there. You won't even realize they're doing the same thing they've been doing the whole time. And then all of a sudden you look and there's a baby in between their legs and they haven't pushed once. Mm. And it's because the contractions are pushing baby down. And at the very, very end, they might give a tiny little, eh, and then mm. their baby's out. And that absolutely happens. Some women, their, ba- their baby's head's quite high and they get the sensation then, to push and that pushes the baby down. Mm, it's just the body knows. Yeah, the body knows. You just got to let it do mm. its thing. And something I think, and I could be wrong here, but I think, so the sense of contractions, one of our favorite, favorite um, affirmations, that is the simplest thing and I just love it, is yes, this is hard, but I can do hard things. Mm. I can fucking do hard things. Mm. Yes, it's painful, but I can do painful things. Mm. It's this positive, progressive, physiological sensation that's birthing my baby. It's Mm. not something I need to run away from. So even in the sense of you being like, you know, I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard, but I want to melt. It's like like the two can coexist. Totally. You know, relaxation, calm, joy – and fucking doing hard work mm. can coexist. It's you kind know, of like ease. Yeah, and it's hard. like that's just like life, really, isn't Absolutely. it? Like it's not. And I think that that's something that I've even just been thinking about in general is like because we always want to take the path. Like as humans, we live in so much comfort, and mm-hmm. we just want to take the path of least resistance, mm-hmm. and we want it to be easy. But like a, that's actually not where life is. <laughs> like no. it's just going to stay the same and stagnant. And yes, I think. Yeah, that's what made me think, oh, well, maybe there's something to the pain. And yes. knowing that as well, like, the contraction will end. Mm-hmm. Labor will end. However yeah. it ends, it will end eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to go on for a week. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless you're in, like, early labor for ages. But, like, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and early in- labor, you pretend like it's not happening, so you're yeah. not acknowledging it. You're yeah. in active la- you, if you're in active labor, like, it's not going to be forever. And yeah. I think keeping that in your mind... Yeah, is important. Even though I've never given birth before, no, it's going to be cool once I give birth. I think it, I'm like I'm actually very excited for birth. Yes, to be able to experience it and then see what happens, and then like I think it's also going to connect me a lot to my mamas as well that I shoot. Like just yes. like I already, I was already obsessed with maternity shoots, and now it's just kind of been taken a lot further. And I'm like, wow, like there's yes. so much space here that I can use to really empower women. You know? Yes. Yeah. 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 Ah. So good. So good. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I feel like we really covered all bases. Absolutely. Fucking again, loved this conversation, Gracie. So good. I can't wait to hear about your shaman in the next (laughs) potty. (laughs) I forgot that I told told the podcast about that. I'll let you guys know. I probably won't get on ayahuasca and bloody have. I've got to teach yoga in the afternoon, so. Some women birth on ayahuasca. It's crazy. What? Yeah. I've, I've not heard of I that. I know women who have done that. Oh, my God. And their babies are fine. It's crazy. <gasps> crazy. That would be 
I've not done ayahuasca to be honest, Neither. but I imagine that would be fucking hectic birthing while you're. Well, it's a it. very apparently it's I haven't I haven't done it either, but apparently it's a very mothering plant medicine. Wow. So that's why people and people like a lot of people think that it's very very powerful and it won't hurt the baby. It's just gonna. Yeah. Send you into where you need to go to birth your baby. Crazy shit. But don't you get super sick on ayahuasca? Like you vomit like crazy. Maybe if you're going into birth, it's different. Maybe. Or maybe if you've done ayahuasca a couple of times before. Exactly. You know how to move with it. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Yeah. I wonder. I would love to do it one day. Me too. Maybe we could do it. We can do a five year reunion. I've gone to Peru. Uh, (laughs) Ah. I've done my ayahuasca ceremony. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Once once your babies are a bit older and you can eat them for a bit. Yeah. (laughs) That's a wild thought. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. All of our podcasts are recorded live in the Facebook group, so you are not only the first to listen to the podcast, but you are able to ask questions throughout the podcast. If you wish to jump into the Facebook group, the link is in the show notes. I would really appreciate if you left a five-star written review, shared this podcast with someone who would appreciate, or even share your recent listen on your social stories. Talk to you soon.